Are you looking to achieve a high quality and full life? You're in the right place. Welcome to Heightened Living with your host, Austin Floyd. Hey, what's going on, guys? So uh, this podcast is with Matthew Myro, and we dive into a lot of different stuff, including spirituality, health, uh, psychedelics we get into for a while, and just a ton of really cool stuff. Um, I met Matthew in the uh, Fit for Service Mastermind group, and he has just led this very interesting life, um, including spending a bunch of time at the Esalen Institute where Timothy Leary and uh, Paul Selig and all these awesome people were. So I think you're really going to dig this one, especially if you're on the more spiritual health type side. So without further ado, let's dive into this podcast. And if you haven't already, make sure to go onto iTunes and leave a review. Um, But we'll talk soon. So let's dive into this podcast with Matthew Myro. And boom, Matthew, thank you for coming on the podcast. Actually, 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago, I did uh, the, uh, the coffee enema so that was nice experiment nice yeah started the podcast off right um have you tried yours yet (laughs) no i've got the the uh enema bag supposed to arrive today nice so um yeah so i'm like the coffee thing i probably shouldn't shove a bunch of coffee up my butt at night i think i'll wait yeah till the morning to do that yeah Yeah. i've done them a bunch before Um, okay yeah of course but uh it's very interesting. You can definitely tell it cleans you out. You do get a bit of energetic awakeness, I would say. Yeah. It's like kind of like a strange one. Like coffee, when you drink it, it's like font forward almost. You're like, oh, cool. I got energy. I'll do whatever. Yeah. When you inject it, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, it's more of like just this underlying like, hey, there's coffee somewhere inside of me. I know it's doing something. Or at least the caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super... Uh, Super strange, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've never done it before. I'm I'm curious about the whole thing. My girlfriend's <laughs> like, yeah, I got to shove something up your butt. All yeah. right. I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a experience that everyone should have. But, yeah. So that's a great way to start everything. Um, normally I ask, what what's your favorite superhero? Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Um, right now, in this moment, I would say Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Now, why is that? Because he's the master of the mystical arts. Yeah, and, hell yeah. That's like my most of my life has been geared towards mysticism. So, so when I got when I found Doctor Strange, I was like, yes, this oh, yeah. guy. This oh, guy. Yeah. I remember watching the movie and I was like, God damn it, they did it. They made a character who like actually like has everything. You have your model be done. I have some knowledge yeah. done right here too. Uh, beautiful. But yeah. yeah. But dude, I was like, this guy is awesome. So, okay. So the mystical arts, how does this relate back to the transcendence of you and youth to now? Where, where did that journey begin? How did it start? What, uh, what does that look like? The mystical arts stuff. Um, well, well, well yeah. from doctor. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. That's a fun direction to go. Um, uh, so I have a really distinct memory of being, I don't know, somewhere in like the seven to nine years old range, sitting at the dinner table with my parents. And I was just like, okay. So I grew up in Cleveland. I was like, yeah. okay, we're in Cleveland, which is in Ohio, which is in America, which is on 
Earth, which is in the Milky Way galaxy, but where's that? <laughs> and, and my mom was like, oh, this is a fun question. It's like, okay, well, you know, we're in the universe kind of here. And my dad's like, don't ask questions like this. It's <laughs> just going to make you crazy. And I was like, hmm, I think being crazy might be fun. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah. So I kind of, like, from a young age, I kind of always was geared in that direction, like always pointed towards mystery and wondering what is going on more than anything else. Um, and then when I was in seventh grade, I was in seventh grade, I flipped over my handlebars on my bike and I broke my hand and sprained my wrist and like couldn't do anything on my own for a while. Yeah. And so my mom was basically like there for me all the time. And we just got to spend a lot of time together and rapping about different things and shared a lot about her growing up. And she was really deep into new age kind of stuff. You know, like I always, I was always wrapped in crystals going to school growing up and and she'd be like, I have to go spin my colors if she like, gets overwhelmed. I'm like, what do you mean spin your colors? She's, so she was always meditating and like doing chakra alignments and things like that. And oh, this is when I was like, finally like 11 or 12. And she was like, this is what I've been doing. Kind of explained it all to me. I was like, this is so cool. And uh, she gave me a couple of books. She gave me Dan Millman's Way of the Peaceful Warrior mm-hmm. and Brian Weiss's Many Lives, Many Masters. And she was like, go read these books. Let's talk about it. And so that set me off and kind of just like kept going and getting deeper and deeper and deeper from there. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. Like everybody has like these different, uh, different ways that they breach the spiritual, the, I guess, external thinking. Right. And it's, but it's so important. If you lack that, then it's like, you're just a cold stone brick just like goes about life. Like a 1984 character. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so frigid. I mean, the, the and rigid. There's just nothing to it. Like, yeah, my, some of my favorite conversations are with atheists. So I'm yeah, like, like, do you have any fun in your life? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> like do you... I know that's the thing, though. But it's like an atheist is like almost no atheist is a real atheist. Like, if you like threaten them or like put them in a really dire situation, they're like, please get me out of here. Yeah. Something help me. Yeah, and most of them I find too. They're all like they just have rejected the Judeo-Christian beliefs of what God is, and they have their own kind of spirituality. They call yeah. themselves an atheist, and it's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I like that the term spiritual is becoming more popular. Yeah, like almost to the point where it's cliche now. Yeah. So like, like, okay, let's find something else. Like, I'm that like, guy's fucking spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. That's just like scientists. Right guy, he's a science guy. Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah, okay. I lived in the Bay Area for a long time, and so oh. spiritual people became a little bit annoying. Yeah. So, it's, well, when it becomes your identity or who you are, unspiritual, right. then that's when it takes you over. So, but that kind of leads into. I wanted to go through your story because when you wrote it out um, for reference, we're in a Slack channel together, and in the Slack channel, Matthew was talking about who he is, how he start, got started and everything in his life. And I was like, this guy has such an awesome story that I wanted to bring it on the podcast and chit-chat because also we vibe, or based on reading what you had going, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to vibe easily. Um, but I wanted to dive into like the actual like story of who you were and who you are now and 
how you got there. Okay. Um, okay. Where, 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 and what, and how we do can, you want to we, dive into this? We can, we can, maybe let's begin in Ohio State if you're comfortable with that back then. Okay. Um, sure. So I, I was young. I started school early. Um, and so I, I was 17 when I went to college. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn 18 until the middle of my freshman year. So I was a little bit young and probably should have taken a gap year if that was that wasn't a thing it was yeah it was 1997 the gap year wasn't a thing it's like you go to college that's what you do or you go and go to a trade school sure um so i went to school and i lived my roommate was one of my good friends from high school and and like right away he was like all right we're gonna run this shit on south campus i met this dude who has the weed hookup it's like cool and so started started selling weed out of the dorm room and it became like bigger and bigger and bigger it's the point where we always had like 20 30 people cramped in our little tiny room taking four foot bong rips and like it it was just it was a scene it was a scene like we and um, it got a little crazy and then started really playing with LSD and then we realized that we could buy, you know, dozens and dozens of sheets of acid at a time and we could mark the prices up really huge on that. So it's like, cool, we should be selling acid. And so we're selling acid and taking a lot of acid and smoking weed from morning till night. And it got, it got pretty crazy, it got out of hand to the point where we'd go to parties and be hanging out at parties and start hearing people be like, oh, did you hear Matt and Adam got this? And then it was like, oh my God, we're standing next to people, hearing them yeah. talk about us. They have no idea who we are. Like, this is out of hand. Um, and then <laughs> we had one of our engineer friends hook up a thing in our window so that it was, we had like massive suction with the fan. So it was like, we, we had to like yeah. push hard to get the door to close so you would never smell it even though we were smoking weed oh. all the time we lived across the hall from the ra never ever smell weed it was amazing and then one day the winds changed like magically the winds all changed and all everything just went oof and um got kicked out so that's uh that's how that happened um yeah. and yeah i was like forced to tell my parents everything about how i'd been totally fucking up and and that was this is what I was doing and um my grades were decent yeah I mean I was like an a and b student in high school um but some when I went to class I was good enough to be able to get by but I didn't go to class all that often so it was like it's pretty shitty it was not what my parents were expecting of me um so Um, yeah so from there where did you go? What did you do? And, you know, like, how did, how did you start to follow the path to where you are today from that point? So, yeah, so that was definitely a super low point. And I just had to suck it up and be like, I need help, guys. Like, I, so I moved home, back home with my parents. And um, I had about a week <laughs> of just feeling sorry for myself. And then it's 6 a.m. one morning, my dad comes barreling into my room. He's like, get up, get dressed, you're getting a job. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm like, I don't know where to go. He's like, I don't care. You go to every single establishment in this whole city 
and you don't you don't come home until you have a job. Wow. And I was just like, okay. I got up and I got dressed and I went from uh, store to, to business. There's lots of like uh, industry in the suburb where my parents lived. So I went, walked into every place, filled out applications everywhere. And by the time I got home, I had a job as a front desk clerk the days in. So, which is a really weird yep. place to work. <laughs> I would assume some of those like yeah. hotels, especially like the ritzier ones, you kind of understand who the crowd is going to be. Yeah. But the non ritzy ones, you're always like, this is going to be yeah. strange yeah. night. You can see like that one guy come in and you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the old black dude in the purple suit, you know, with the yep. feather and the hat and everything. <laughs> He's just like, how much is a room for an hour? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Okay. You're like 35 bucks. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but so yeah, so I moved home, got a job, and then I started going to school at Cleveland State University and um, got hooked up with different people. And so within that school, they had a school called First College, which was like a liberal arts school yeah. within the greater school and it only had like 150 students in it and you could fully point whatever direction you wanted to academically really? so uh, i had a really great teacher an anthropology professor who kind of took me under his wing and a great counselor in the first college and they were like you just create whatever you want to create we'll pick out the classes that you think are going to be geared towards what you need to learn and at the end of it We'll write a thesis and your prereqs are all out of the way from what you did at Ohio State so we're good on that and I'll just do what you want so um, I called my studying was called the human experience and so it was a mixture of cultural anthropology philosophy of religion and cultural arts wow that's awesome so like what were some of the like main exploration topics that you were diving with that um so like ancient civilizations history of jazz uh took a class called the Tao of physics which was really cool wow that's cool um a lot of anthropology like studying like weird weird tribal ceremonies in ethiopia um um started that's when i really started diving deep into shamanism as well and that's a whole other topic but um which was kind of like running parallel at that time um yeah so that's some of the classes that's awesome and that was kind of like a catapult the freedom that you could have during that period of time was kind of a catapult to what you then would become later in life right right exactly exactly oh nice look i got my oh hell yeah, yeah little snowball awesome yeah. <laughs> i know i knew because like you couldn't tell at the beginning and then i was like ah there it is yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I like use it like it's a mic that I like move around. Sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep in the same spot. But okay, so you were studying basically most of you know consciousness, the human, who we are. What what catapulted to? Because you're in Cleveland at this point. Yes. But I know that then you're in California for right. fifteen years, right? Right. Yeah. So my last semester. At Cleveland State, I had a professor, Dr. James Royster, beautiful, sweet, sweet man. And he was retired, but came back every other year to teach a class called Personal Transformation. 
And yeah, he got, I learned so much. Like that's when I started like getting into Carl Jung and Ken Wilber. And uh, he, he had me buy my first roomie poetry book. And like, he, he turned me on to so many different things. And I was just like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life is I want to keep studying this. And he was like, well, you're, have to figure out a way to study consciousness somewhere so i just went into google i was like graduate <laughs> program studying consciousness and boom california institute of integral studies showed up and it's like okay i applied and got in that's awesome i know i've always loved kelly i've always been gravitated towards it i'm just i don't know i don't know if i can make the leap yet yeah i'm just hesitant I'm like ah. Uh, there's so many things I want to do. If I go to Cali, then I'm like, I know I have to like get a place and <laughs> be there for a long time. Or I'm like, I just need to like travel around and like see a bunch of shit. And then I'm like, yeah. But then once you're in Cali, everyone's like, let's go see a bunch of shit. So right. Right. And once you're there, it just kind of, I mean, it depends. It seems like you'd probably vibe with it pretty well. Some people would sort of chews up and spits out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm going to explore Austin. Gotta explore Austin. Austin and Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Austin and Austin. It's a, it's a match made in heaven. Huh? Exactly. So, <laughs> so you're in California now you're in Austin. Yes. For the time being. Correct. And I know you've had a couple uh, business successes. This is like a complete offshoot from like, if you looked at you in Ohio state. Yeah. Theoretically, you know, you were being an entrepreneur. So theoretically, figure it out. And yeah, a small room, you could say it's comparable to a garage. <laughs> um, then studying human consciousness, which the LSD, I'm sure, helped open the mind to that. Definitely. And then moving to California. Now, how how did you come about to get to Austin, Texas, and uh, starting these businesses and everything? Okay. Um, well, those are two definitely different questions. So, I mean, I, I did, I, I had a few different businesses in the medical cannabis world um, from growing flour to running a nursery in different phases in between working with like the biggest dispensary in the world at the time, which was really cool. Um, and yeah. And so, um, okay. Long story short, <laughs> I get uneasy when I get too comfortable. Yeah. And so when things get really, really comfortable, even if it's like blissfully fantastic, I'm just like, ah, I want to fuck it up and see what I can change and learn something new. And so it's kind of what I did. I was like, I had an amazing company that was doing fantastic well. I was living on a houseboat in Sausalito. Like it was, my life was dreamy as dreamy could be. And I was like, nah, um, and so I sold my company, met a woman, moved to Ventura, California, opened up a men and women's clothing boutique, which I know, like, so she was a doctor of psychology. So she had her, she saw her clients in the back mm. of the shop. And so in the front was the shop and in the back was <laughs> where she saw our clients. We called it retail therapy. Duh. Um, awesome. And she turned out to be a total fucking nightmare. And just her whole world just like, just, uh just crashed and took me along with it and, and and so yeah so I was in serious debt and I just had to just pull the plug I was like I can't like, 
this is toxic. This whole experience is completely toxic. And uh, um, so I left um, and I had to just dig myself out of that hole. And I spent a good chunk of time at the Esalen Institute, which yeah. go. I know. And if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's where, it's yeah. where the whole like human potential movement started in the sixties. So yeah. I need to go. I've been, I follow them on Instagram. I know like Paul Sellers records all of his stuff there. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. I'm like, uh, okay. I need to be there. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, just sitting in, in these hot springs in these tubs on the edge of a cliff. It's just, it's unreal. Where it's is unreal. it? It's in Big Sur. Oh, okay. Oh, so man. which, which is like some of the most beautiful coastline in the world. And it's just super high and jagged and crazy rocks just popping out of the water. And I mean, these tubs are actually cut into the cliffside with the hot springs rolling into it. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's like a little tiny bit of lithium in the hot springs. So you're super just blissed out sitting there. And I mean, it's the same tubs that Alan Watts and Aldous Huxley and Terrence McKenna, you know, there's the same tubs they all sat in. So it's like, it's deep, deep, cool history. And yeah, yeah, beautiful. It's the more beautiful place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. like Alan Watts is my, I love that dude. Yeah, every all of his ideas. I'm like, yeah, they're so good. So yeah, thought, and then he's kind of like a mini comedian in all of his speeches. Absolutely. You're, you're like, you ever listen to Chill Step? Chill Step? Yeah, Chill Step is uh, Alan Watts, um, intermixed with, or, well, it's like soft EDM intermixed uh-huh. with Alan Watts lectures, and when Alan Watts is about to drop knowledge, that's when the beat. <laughs> it's so good nice i'll check that out That's yeah it's like perfect for like studying or if you're in like a zen out mode or anything you're like yeah this whole just like the musical pause he'll say something profound and then it drops and you're like yes this is amazing oh that's great that's great that's awesome so you were at Esalen. yeah yeah so i was at Esalen for a while um and i was working in the kitchen just kind of getting back to my roots and I was doing a course in yoga and doing a course in Tai Chi also and just kind of getting back into my body and just serving food and doing fucking dishes like there's nothing like doing dishes for hundreds of people to like that really is like as roots as it possibly can get um and yeah and so finally while I was there I was just like okay this is like I, I'm coming out of this. What is what I need to be doing with myself? And it's like, all right, you've had a lot of crazy experiences and have a lot of education. Put all that good shit to use and help people. And so I started coaching and started like diving really deep into high performance, um, like really dialing in nutrition stuff and getting all my certifications in order. Um, did an apprenticeship for a few years under a Tai Chi master, so I could teach Tai Chi. Um, certified yoga instructor, permaculturist, Reiki master teacher. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, oh, on it, um, on it academy certifications. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of just like got all my little letters after my name and just and started to telling people that I was a coach and oh, I could help them out, and, and it worked. <laughs> That's how it works now. Yeah, so I got to Austin, so okay, roundabout way. So um, I was still 
I was still in the medical cannabis world. I was still growing weed to kind of supplement my income as I was mm-hmm. growing my coaching career. And just started realizing that it, the direction of the industry was going in a darker place. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the same kind of like camaraderie. It wasn't the same kind of, I'll help you, you help me, we'll help each other. It was, it was starting to be really kind of dicey and competitive. And um, yeah, the, uh, the, where the power used to lie in the cultivators, it was like a deep reverence for the growers because they, everyone knew that like without them, there is no medicine. Yeah. And at some point, the the middlemen took over power all the brokers took over power and that includes the dispensaries they're like oh we actually have final say on everything it's like we can fuck over the growers if we want to and i guess that's what they wanted to do so that's what they did um so it wasn't sustainable as a industry anymore and i just didn't like how dark it was getting why am i still doing this i feel like having one foot over here is keeping me from flying in this coaching direction um, so I left and I just, I was like, I got to get out of California to do this. And my sweetie and I packed up, we moved to Cleveland for a bit and I got training like, on marketing and, and sales and all this stuff like that and started developing a course and learned the dark side of internet marketing and, and how like sleazy and gross that can be. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel right either. And, um, and then my aunt and uncle had a condo in Galveston Island, Texas. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, um, if nobody's living in the condo right now. Why don't you just go and stay there as long as you want? Okay, it's about to be winter in Cleveland. It's a good time to go to Texas, yep. live on the beach. So I lived on the beach for a few months and kind of finished up my course and gotten all that going and um, to the point where we couldn't live in Galveston anymore because it's all just like beige food and frog <laughs> people. So we were like, let's, we're in Texas. Let's go to Austin. Let's see what that's about. So landed in Austin. Boom. So, okay. So then let's dive into this course and what you got going with that, because that's awesome. That's, um, yeah, I mean, I know the, uh, the dark side of it. It's it's a very, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, you do a little bit of marketing for companies, right? Yeah. 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 I have my own, uh, attention labs is my growth agency. So we definitely see people who want that, but we don't do that. We only work with companies that we actually like and believe in their mission and are like, Hey, we're spreading a message. Like it's gotta be a company that like, we actually like, I, if I don't use this stuff, I'm not going to get their message out there. That's great. Yeah. So that's kind of like our way of trying to combat that because I've seen like, Hey, we just need to like push margins and how much can we make off of this? Can you get us in everyone's hands? Fidget spinners. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Conscious. Gotta, gotta keep the consciousness in everything we do. Right. Yeah. The more we try, the better things become. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But so, so what's going on with this course and you know, I really, I, I love the whole journey and everything you got going with from Tai Chi to yoga to the answers, all of it. How does the, uh, the course work with someone? Um, so it, it's video based mm-hmm. with, with kind of check-ins like weekly Q and a check-in kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it's a 12 week course total and with six phases of it, two weeks on each phase, eat, move, breathe, think, feel, flow. And so oh, yeah. start with nutrition, move into fitness, and then breathing techniques, um, 
then some more like mindset and and mindfuling mindfulness yeah. i think is garbage it's it's i think mindfuling is where it's at because it's a process and it's a constant evolution of awareness and oh yeah um and then feeling like getting like tapping into what it is with our emotions and how they move through our system like what is the science behind emotions what's the difference between a thought and a feeling and a sensation and and like a sentiment like there's all these different nuanced things and working through those and then flow and finally there's like where everything kind of wraps together and you get to be in line with the divine oh yeah i love that in line with the divine oh man that rolls off the tongue super good <laughs> I, love it. I love like i get tied up on like words <clears throat> when yeah. they sound good sometimes i'm like god it's just beautiful yeah it's fun oh it's yeah fun. so yeah. so this is awesome i love your approach because it's holistic but not in the sense of like so a lot of people like say holistic health and that's like eating whole foods and uh like using herbal medicine and whatever but like holistic in the sense of like a complete um map for how to approach improvement in life right and so i look at it as like an execution of humanity right so like how how okay baseline i am alive in a body yeah somehow i can recognize i'm alive in a body it's like oh wait i'm thinking that's weird it's like Oh, that hurts. Oh my God. I'm happy. I'm hungry. I'm sad. That's scary. Like there's like, Whoa, all these things happening. And then, you know, whoops, I ate this and none of this exists anymore. And you're in a whole different place, but still get to experience that too. And so it's like, okay, that, how do we fully execute beingness of all that? And so I was trying to figure out a way to <laughs> wrap it up in 12 weeks for somebody, which yeah. is, sort of silly and, and i don't know I, I it doesn't quite do what i want it to do that's okay. yeah but everyone needs a starting point like i was just like last night me and uh one of my friends we were having this debate debate conversation i guess both but uh for like probably went on for like two hours where like he was talking about the mind um being able to influence like the body and everything um and Essentially, he kind of was under the guise, and I changed his opinion for the most part, that you can influence almost everything in your reality through your mind. But he, he was under the opposite guise of like, no, it's not really changeable. But it came down to time as the main thing, where he was like, if someone has cancer and it's stage four and they're going to die in a week, like, they can't just think it away. And I was like, yeah, because you're putting things in a time. That's not saying that, like, you can't get cancer away through thought alone you're putting it into the time as a constriction in a window. And so often you do have to put time in because if you take time out, people just don't even, like, this is a program for life. They're like, so how long does it take me to get results? And it's like, for life. And they're like, well, you're going <laughs> like, well, to die next week. So, you know, you'll get results by then. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's a weird thing to have to navigate time. Yeah. 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 Time is an element in our everything. Have you ever spent any time in the timeless? Um, I try to uh, in the sense of, well, okay, I need you to define that. 
before I can say yes or no. Um, okay. So, um, do you have much experience with, with ayahuasca or DMT? Not ayahuasca or DMT, but psilocybin and LSD. Okay. So there is a, um, a step function increase in bizarreness from there, you know? So like, okay. Um, and I'm not saying this happens for everybody or anything, but one of the yeah. defining characteristics for my experiences, um, in like the 30 to 40 ceremony range with ayahuasca. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and one of the defining characteristics of my experience is it opens up into a extra dimensional space uh, where there's a visceral feeling of time not being a thing. Mm. And it's, and the first few times I was there, it was absolutely terrifying. And I was convinced that I was losing everything. And I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck in a loop. Cause that was the only thing that I could reference mm. in my own understanding of life. Because I was like, oh, it must be looping. Cause that's, that's what this feels like. And it's like, oh, and the more times I went back to that space, I was like, no, it's not looping. There actually isn't time. So, um, yeah, so that's a strange feeling. No, yeah. It, and it doesn't, it doesn't work with this this consensual reality that's see i want to explore that so much i know in 2020 at the latest i'm gonna to go to peru and set all that up um but it's you know i've heard like even i forget uh who joe rogan had on they were talking about selvia even on selvia the guy was like i lived 15 years in this one like trip and it's like that the I don't know, maybe it's like a wave function holding in on itself, but it's like what we think of as now literally dissipating because the suspension of part, who knows? I don't know. I'm trying to explain in science and physics terms, but it's very difficult. But yeah, I want to definitely experience the, oh, I lived 500 years on one, during one trip. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So what would you say, because earlier you were like, shamanism, that's a whole nother route. I'd love to hear more about the shamanistic, um, you know, mindset and things that you've done and how that's really, for, or, you know, helped create your vision of what life is up to this point. Cool. Sure. Um, so it started in high school. Um, my dad... My dad's first cousin is a man named Myron Ashowski, and he, all I really knew about him was that he was this cool dude who was sort of half deaf with amazing eyebrows, and he lived in Boulder, Colorado, and every time he came to visit, he always had some super cute young hippie chick with him, and that was like <laughs> all I knew, um, but when I started, when I was in high school, and I was like really kind of moving along on my own spiritual sort of path, and was cognizant enough to start asking more adult questions I was like Myron what is it what do you do and he was like well I'm a, a shaman and I travel around doing workshops and I work for this organization called the foundation of shamanic studies and um, I talked I basically I use the drum to travel into the spirit world and I talk to plants and they tell me what I need to uh, help people heal whatever they have going on like well that 
that's fucking weird. Tell me more. <laughs> and, and so, um, so we got to talking a lot about it. And, and uh, at the time I had really serious acne and I had for like the last year or two and dermatologists and all the creams and all the crap and nothing was working. And after this time when we started talking about everything, about two weeks after Myron left, I got a box in the mail and it was just like a box of, of like dried herbs, a little note. It was like, I did a journey on your behalf. This plant called out to me, make it into a tea, put it on your face and drink it once a day. And I was like, okay, no fucking joke, Austin. Two yeah. weeks later, my acne <laughs> gone, gone to like never come back, gone. And I was like, okay, there is so much more than I ever thought going on, going on. Um, and so, so that was really cool. And so when I, when I left Ohio State and moved back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. one of my buddies who was a couple years younger, he was still in high school, and he was like, hey, man, my mom goes to this Native American drumming thing every once in a while. It sounds like it's like right up your alley. She always wants me to come, but I don't want to go. But <laughs> would you go with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so I went, and it's a beautiful, amazing house and super cool couple that runs the whole thing. And so they do all this drumming and then um, it's shamanic journey work. So using the drum, are you familiar with the shamanic journey work at all? Uh, a little, but no, I need to, like you're starting to open me up to my realization that I've not gone deep enough into the things that I think that I actually like. But yeah, you know, whatever, we can turn off the recorder and keep going to all these other realms too. But um, so Michael Harner was a anthropologist and went and studied in South America in the Amazon, drank ayahuasca and was like, whoa, this is back in the 60s, yeah. um, and wrote books on the topic and was like, that's too far, but there's got to be some way to be able to still access these kind of realms without having to go through total mm. fucking banana zone. And so he started in consulting different tribes in different areas. He found that a lot of people use um, the drum as yeah. the canoe in order to, take, to carry the spirit from this world to the spirit world. And he created a whole map of, of this, of the lower, middle, and upper realms. And really, really cool. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Michael Harner, definitely get into his work. Yeah. Um, thousand percent going to. So, um, so, yeah. So, get to this house, and they're like, oh, we're going to do journeying. And I was like, cool, this is what my cousin Myron does. And they were like, wait, your cousin is Myron? Myron Ashowski, I was like, yeah. And they're like, can we touch you? Oh my God, you're related to Myron. I'm like, yeah, what's the big deal? And it's like, oh, well, he always told us that he has family here in Cleveland. It's like, whenever he has really heavy work to do, he always stays here at this house. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. So, because he always told us, he's like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm coming to Cleveland. Let's have dinner. But I can't stay with you guys because I have heavy work to do. I was like, heavy? I don't know what that means. Yeah. And so then here I am just like randomly at people's house where he was staying. So um, got to really dive into working with them. So that became my community for the next four years, basically. And every other Wednesday for four years went there and we would do two journeys and like dive into the spirit realm and kind of share what our experience was. And sometimes you'd have a journey for somebody across the room, be like, Holy shit, that was my experience. And oh, this is for you. And spirit told me that this is actually for you, Greg. And like, it was, 
it was wild. It was like, there was me. I was started going there when I was 18 and there was all like 55, 60 year old people. And, um, I was like the weird kid just ready to get my mind blind blown open without drugs because I kind of fried myself and having that introduction, like being able to stay away from psychedelics for yeah. a while in that recreational realm, going deep into spiritual work and traveling without psychedelics was like, allowed me to really revisit psychedelics in a more ceremonial context after that. Wow. So my mic's going to sound a little different now because I just realized something, but um, man. So with shamanic drumming, how, how does that function similar to something like ayahuasca or DMT trip or is it like using, I, are you familiar with like brain FM? Brain FM? Yeah. No, no. It's okay. If you're not, you're going to love it. So brain.fm. Um, okay. It's like five different sounds and whatever AI paired with nature sounds paired with <clears throat> binaural beats, that type of stuff. Um, they have it for like napping is awesome because 15 to 30 minutes, it'll bring you in and out without an alarm. Uh, super good for focus, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but it uses neural oscillation. So essentially like they're kind of like priming your mind for like, if you think about like a neural oscillation, it's like oscillation is like something spinning. Sure. So it can like tune your mind into like de- delta, beta, theta, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Utilizing that. So is the drumming doing something similar? Like how, what is the drumming doing? Def- definitely, definitely. And it's like, it's like old school binaural beats essentially. Um, and so it, it's a rapid pace consistently. And so it's very much going into a theta state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, and a lot of it is, is imagery, like using your own mind's eye in order to propel yourself places. And some people that don't do as well with visualization will have entirely physical, visceral body really? experiences, um, auditory hallucinations sometimes. Um, so I always kind of rode the line of like, is this my imagination? Is this actually my experience? Like, I don't know. But then after a while it was like, all, everything is experience. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, it's all recorded in the Akashic record, right? Yep. Drop the needle, let it spin and keep going. So um, it has a very different kind of quality than, than the psychedelic, like a, a plant-based oh. psychedelic. Um, it's yeah. you're way, way more conscious, way more in, in control and engaging with the environment. It's still totally. see, but there still are entities that are, I could very, really, very really have an experience with entities that I knew weren't me that were giving yeah. me advice that I couldn't possibly have anywhere from my own life experience that had their own personalities that I could encounter over and over again for years and years and still go back to. So, Man. Uh, totally different and yeah. just, also a really cool tool that is awesome yeah i and i've never done anything like that i i need to get this this sound therapy going it's not so sound therapy is different this is a shamanic drum ritual yes yeah yeah okay Man, that sounds so cool i'm like there's all these things pick up the way of the shaman by michael harner it's a it's a really really good introduction okay Perfect. It'll kind of give you the, the details of how to do it. And now you can go, I think, I think you can even look on Spotify and be like shamanic drumming and oh, really? uh, have like different shamanic drumming 
things where it's just a drum. Dun, 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 oh, cool. Like 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just joined this place literally yesterday. I did the float tank for 60 minutes. Nice. And we have like these badass saunas. So I did like a 30 minute session of that right after. And the sauna's got a, uh a bluetooth hook in so i can like just play whatever i want while i'm in there yeah. i'm definitely gonna give that a go after because after the flow tank in the, straight into the sauna i was already like feeling like a little like state change whatever it was i'm like that'll be dope did you have any kind of visionary experiences in the tank so i don't normally in the float tank in the float i have i'm probably type uh a personality uh so i'm like always like zooming around yeah uh, i can shut off pretty easily i don't know why like i have a good like mix back and forth um but in the tank i do two things so like i did a joe dispensa meditation at the beginning like walk through my own uh kind of blessing all the energy centers uh-huh. and then from there i try to spend i can't give you a i don't know where the time was but it's probably right. 10 to 30 minutes of just being in nothingness um and there i can change a lot about myself uh when i go into the state of nothingness then like i notice like post that i'm pretty malleable and what i'm thinking how i'm uh experiencing things so i kind of like go on gratitude and all that after and try to uh arrange who i am again yeah 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 so when you come out of it are you still in that kind of liminal realm and yeah yeah i'm like a luminous for a while where i'm like okay what do i want and then in the sauna i just kept the meditation going yeah but i haven't done to the sauna before right out or right after it was pretty interesting it's cool i've always wanted to do a float tank that's like one never done one never done no dude I'm about to, they've got, there's one, there's a place right around the corner for me. Like I could, I can walk there in three minutes. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. They're, I, I, man, I really like them. If not for the absence of things, like if, if not for like, oh, I'm going to get deep work and whatever, more for like literally just the absence of sound. Like you're, you, it's like you're floating on a cloud or yeah. like in a womb. Like yeah. that's, the exact feeling like as soon as i got in i was like hell yeah i'm like back i don't know where i am but i'm back and then from there it's like at the beginning your mind's like what do i want to think about and then you're like okay cool and then it's like maybe five maybe 20 minutes in you're like oh man what's going on? like how long is this gonna be like i don't know the time anything and then that's when you're like okay it's like normally when you're talking to someone on the phone it takes like 30 minutes then they're warmed up I feel like it's the same way for the brain. It's like, okay, I'm good now. Well, let's yeah. figure this out. Just mellow out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Did I you just see Altered States. No, what is that? It's from it's a 1980 Hollywood film starring William Hurt. Check it out. So he's like a anthropologist, and he starts playing around. It's like kind of the story of John Lilly, like a little yeah. bit. But he starts playing around with with float tanks. And then he goes to Mexico and has some crazy mushroom brew with, in Mexico and trips out. And he's like, I'm bringing this back and starts doing that in the float tank. And then starts like waking up in the zoo, eating a goat leg. And like, he like 
yeah, it gets crazy. But yeah. um, I was like, whoa. And that's what kind of turned me on to float tanks was seeing this movie. And I was like, am I going to end up a simian? Yeah. <laughs> like, am I just going to like go back into my DNA and become cosmic soup? Like what's going to happen? So it's, I would definitely say doing a substance and then going would, would uh, elevate what you can do in there. Yeah. Because it takes no, you Rogan, out of your body. No. Rogan always talks about doing a little yeah. beat and jumping yeah. in his pod. Yeah, but he's like, that's kind of like his baseline. Like, yeah. likely, <laughs> likely he's doing a little weed than doing everything. Right. So he's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's the best if you smoke a little and then you go in and you're like, wait, but you smoked a little and we're doing everything else throughout your day too. He's like, yeah, because that's also the best. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. No, but I, yeah, I definitely think so. I don't know. I'm weird with, uh, marijuana as a substance for the majority um i've only i mainly indica uh is the route that i take um but then i get anxious i can get anxious pretty quickly and i get weed hangovers yeah like bad like yeah. the next day i'm like damn it i i can't think for three days I mean, yeah. I can think, obviously, but words don't come together as I try to express them. Like, I'll be yep. reaching for my vocabulary, and it's just not there. And I don't know, I had to, I had to pretty much stop smoking a few years ago. I still smoke a handful of times a year. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, like if I want to just like hang out and play my guitar, like there's nothing better. Totally. But um, yeah, just I don't, know, I don't know how I did it. Like all through my twenties, I was an all day, every day smoker. Really. Yeah, for years. I have no idea how I function. Like, what? I know. I don't, I don't know, but I did somehow because I guess you kind of get used to it. Your body yeah. gets used to it. It I has to. Fuck, I just can't fuck with that anymore. No. I like all the microdose. I like to do that. Um, mm. I think that cognitive effects I get from it are pretty cool. And then yeah. if I need to be creative, I'm like, mm, all this is easy. Um, and it's fun, you know? Yeah. It's all fun. It's all fun. Yeah. So that's kind of how life has to be. So Prometheus Rising, I know uh, you were like, yeah, oh, yeah. How do you uh, jump on that train? I had a, a friend slash colleague who was like, Austin, you need to read this because you'll love it. Because we were talking about manifesting, and like, I was like, I always get parking spots, and then people always give me free coffee. And he's like, read this book because it's kind of like how to train that at the beginning. Yeah. And exercises. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I need to read it. Yeah. So what'd you think? I love it. I think it's so cool. I like the exercises. He like gives you like, I think most of the books like are like, no, think this way. And you're like, okay. And he's like, no, do this research. If you don't do these exercises, this book won't work. Yeah. It's cool. I need to revisit it. I haven't read it in a very long time. Um, so yeah, very long time. So I got into Robert Anton Wilson when I was in graduate school. Mm. So that was 2003 to 2005. And um, yeah, and so Prometheus Rising was just one of them I had to pick up, but I've read a lot of his work. Really? And so like his fiction is my favorite ever. Oh, really? The Illuminatus trilogy is amazing. It's it's the most fantastic metaphysical quantum mechanical philosophical conspiracy theoretical masterpiece you could ever imagine like reading it will, will cause synchronicities that you wouldn't understand possible in your own life and it does it to everybody who reads it it's so cool 
Okay. Um, can't recommend it enough. You know, it's a big fucking yeah. thousand pager. But I'll listen to it two or three times. I'm almost up to three times speed. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so it's an event. Yeah. So in the Schrodinger Cat trilogy, it's great. So those kind of is more fictional things. But then the Cosmic Trigger trilogy is mm-hmm. another one of his things that was nonfiction. Gets more into his philosophy, and he's a, a, a theoretical mathematician. I think that's what he actually oh, really? has a PhD in. So yeah, fascinating character like deep into the yeah. occult and like Gurdjieff and, and Aleister Crowley and all that kind of weird shit. And, um, Israel Regardi and Golden Dawn, like he goes deep into all these realms too. Um, yeah. Quantum psychology. What's uh reality is what you can get away with. That's a really good one. So he's, he's have- got a lot of really, really, really cool shit. Oh, I have so many books that I have to read. <laughs> it's like my never-ending struggle. Right. Oh, Amazon's right. algorithm's getting better and better too. So it's always like, you might like this. And I was like, yeah, I definitely would like that. It's right. Pressing add to cart. I have like my wish list is just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I've given up on the wish list. I've, now I put it all into the save for later. My save yeah. for later, like to scroll through is like <laughs> hundreds of items. I'm like, no, it's so daunting. It's it gets bad. Yeah, I read the 49th uh, Mystic. And uh, have you read that yet? No, I haven't read that. That's one of Aubrey's favorites, Ted Decker. Um, okay. 49th Mystic. And then the second, it's a sequel. Uh, there's two books. Is uh, The Rise of the Mystics. Phenomenal. And I have a feeling it's going to be similar to The Illuminatus. Is that how you say it? Yeah, the Illuminatus trilogy. Yeah. Um, just in the synchronicity aspect, because I was like, holy shit, this is basically what I believe spiritual wise. Like almost to a T. It's like, motherfucker. someone yeah. else knows this shit. It's like, I'm the only one who figured this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, no, I mean, so what I mean by synchronicity, like yeah. I, you'll start noticing weird synchronicity mm. happen in your life. You'd be like, and that's what, it's kind of what the book did to me. And it's like, wait, it's like a conversation that somebody, two random characters are happening in the book. Like all of a sudden you'll find yourself having with somebody else. Like, <laughs> wait a second. I just read this. Like, like really weird. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. Not necessarily. It's like, Oh, that's such a coincidence. I think that way too. Like, yeah. that's awesome. I'm not yeah. trying to take anything yeah, away yeah. from that. I'm just saying like Robert yeah. Anton Wilson is a master of bizarre. Like how okay. he, played this magic out in all these different realms is fascinating hell yeah okay yeah i'm about to be exploring that so so I, mystic, i'll check that out too i've yeah, been curious about the ted decker thing but i've been turned off by the the jesusy aspect of it yeah um, yes yeah you just but, gotta kind of um, like act um, like the word doesn't mean like josiah just act like it's you know something else like tom or whatever (laughs) fill in the blank it's more of like an x it's a it's a placeholder for x gotcha um so with everything that we talked about i have a term that i like to you know assimilate and kind of get the baseline of people with which is high leverage skills and that would be you know something that you can pick up and place on most things when you're learning or doing them what do you think that your high leverage skill is could be like some examples or like, um, you know, using failure or uh, learning to learn because if you learn to learn, of course you can learn anything better. But uh, is there anything unique to you that you've been like, this is how I always like do these one things or learn or get better 
um, can be a mindset or whatever, but is there anything that you think your higher, higher leverage skill would be? Yes. It's a great question, by the way. I really love that. Awesome. Um, uh, perspectival flexibility. Ooh, that would be it. Hell yeah. And I feel like one of the greatest gifts of all my medicine journeys has been the showing of and allowing me to see multiple perspectives and like being able to be in a situation and detach myself from the situation and kind of go back and look at it and be like, okay, this is how I'm approaching it right now. What happens if I look at it from this angle? What happens if I look at it from this angle? What about this angle and this angle? And so, um, my my kind of tendril, tendrils in reality are a little bit loose and have, have become really flexible. And so it helps in any moment to be able to be like, this isn't working. What if I come at it from this angle? Okay, cool. Now things are flowing again. I love that. That's per- perspectile flexibility. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a flexible perspective. It's yeah. Easier no, I, like, I like the other way. The other <laughs> way is more unique. It's, man, that is so crucial. And that's literally, I would say, the lack of that is the reason for most of the hardships and bad things that are currently happening in almost all of society. Yeah. You're just like, no, you never, I would never look at anything that way. It's like, never? You know, you know what the word never means? Yeah. Right. Like, I, know, I struggled with that, that, that uh, always and never thing that Aubrey had us do. It's yeah. Like, it's never a long time, bro. <laughs> never is a really long time. <laughs> like I, I love the, the call it the magical stuff. I was watching the show, the magicians. Yeah. Um, I love, I got so wrapped up in that. I oh know. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah it was too. fun. <laughs> and they were like, he's like, yeah, I have to work for the library forever. And they're like, then they start using a billionaires and uh, what's your name? Uh, I can't even remember her name right now. She's like, am I the only one who knows that forever is way more than a billion years? <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody's like, a billionaires, a billionaires. She's like, no, it's way more than a billion years. Yeah. <laughs> way more. So yeah. much more. It's yeah. like, have you read Finite and Infinite Games? Uh, just the Blink. I have a Blinkist. Okay. You know? yeah. I'm, I'm all about that shit. Yeah, so really? Okay, we're back. Okay. We're back. Awesome. Yeah, Blinkist. I've not. I have not. I've yet to try. I like was gonna do it, and then I'm like, ah. But I like digest content like a mother. It's, but so in Finite and Infinite Games, one of the main, one of the things that like stuck with me, because when I'm listening to things in two or three, a lot of times it's to see like what actually sticks out to me. Hmm. Um, and he was like, with an infinite game or like uh let's say getting like the ability to live forever he's like you can't live then and there's no like that's you're not living if you can live forever you're not living yeah because of the fact that now there's no game so there's no stakes so nothing matters it's like cheat codes and i was like fuck okay strike live forever off live a thousand years okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly yeah that's 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 what creates scarcity creates beauty exactly scarcity mindset is one thing 
But it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, like, the scarcity of life as a human, that's real. Oh yeah. yeah. But um, so another thing that I, I always like to ask is right now, is there anything that you're currently questioning? And it could be, you know, as grandiose as politics and life or as little as like how doorknobs function. Uh, but is there anything in general consensus that, you know, everybody normally is like, yeah, that's how it works. And you're like, mm, I don't think it works that way. Hmm. Um, democracy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely been questioning democracy a lot recently. Um, doesn't, I don't know if it's working. Yeah. I would agree. I don't know if it's, it's uh, I think, I think as an ideal, it's probably really cool, but, uh, it breaks pretty easily. Like leave it yeah. to us Americans to create a two party system to break democracy. Yay. I know. I know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just hoping some random party comes in wins and everyone, that'd be cool. what the fuck where'd that come from and then everyone's like wait we can have different beliefs and then there's like a hundred parties spawn out of just that one thing happening yeah yeah that's it's not good right now yeah it's it's sad it's uh robert anton wilson has a term the reality tunnels and and it's like everybody's just kind of digging their own reality tunnel and looking in here. And so I just got to find some way to just drill into the sides of these reality tunnels that everyone has dug for themselves. So they Seriously. can start seeing that there's just, there's other ways to look. Yeah. There's cool shit out there. You don't so have to believe. So much cool shit. If you align with one belief, like pick A or B, you're like, fuck. A has a lot of shit in it. B has a lot of shit in it. It's like, I don't know if I really want to pick either of them. I'm very, I hate politics. I hate what's going on. Yeah. It's like where all my darkness goes is against the darkness. No, fuck that darkness. Batman. It's been a huge thing for me recently is like really using um, uh, Buddhist practices Mm -hmm. and and sending as much love as I can to all the people that rub me the wrong way. Yeah. Donald Trump gets so much more attention and so much more of my love than most people in my life. And really, that's awesome. He, I mean, he needs it most. Yeah. No, I, yeah. hundred percent. It's like people in the ghetto, people are like, no, don't go there. It's bad. But it's like you doing that is making it worse. Making it worse. Yeah. Or like, ah, oh, I hate when people are like, um, they're like, yeah. Cause they need to be helped. And I'm like, Hmm. You just took away all their ability to help themselves for the most part. Right. right. You gotta, gotta give them some autonomy, give people, everyone can change. Everyone can do anything they want to do. It's just, if you don't like give them in love, not in like here, here's fish, here's fish every day. Right. Yeah. Tools. Give yeah. people tools. And like, I mean, that's been, it's been upsetting to me. I've been reading about, philanthropy and different mm-hmm. organizations like like the gates organization is incredible like they're yeah. curing malaria fucking wow um but there's so many different places that i feel like could really be yeah a leverage point and education is the baseline of all leverage you know like if you can educate people then they can actually make informed decisions for themselves and learn ways to get out of or into whatever yeah. it is that you do and across the board the worst place to ever give your money is to educational purposes like they fail over and over and over and over and over again 
why is that? That's, I guess that's something I'm really questioning is like, why have our attempts at education failed consistently? I think it's, man, it's the A or B thing. It's like our education system is set up for only one type of person or another type of person. And they're like, these people, well, people don't learn a certain way. It's like, no, everyone learns differently. And yeah, I mean, one of my biggest passions is trying to change how people learn because I've, I've, I've always learned what I wanted to learn Mm -hmm. well. And I was great at school. I have like a half photographic memory. I don't know. I call it a half photographic, but I can like read most things and know exactly what I said or what someone said if I listened to them. That's convenient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good one. So school is easy. Because I could just go through and be like, yeah, okay, the teacher said all these things. But that's not learning. And the things that I really wanted to learn, I learned because I would create an environment of like, okay, so in math this happened, in history this happened, and and create that map so that I could locate information together and store it probably in a better way. So that's how I try to do things where it's like relate information. Yeah. I think that's the way I think if people can either, either that's physically doing something while also learning about it in a book, like that's fine or reading a few different books or whatever it is where you're going more than just, this is how you do this math equation, but it's like, here's why this math equation is important. Then it's like, okay, cool. There's yeah. actually a reason I should learn this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I wish people took like brought more props. Like school needs more props. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how things it work. does. Show yeah. and tell is the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people put the book Sean. down. Let's yeah. Let's let's look at how this thing is happening. Exactly. Yeah. There's I'm a bookworm, but I'm I am simply because I try to use everything that I learn almost right away. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't work, I'm like yeah, okay, maybe that wasn't for me. Yeah. 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 That was why. I, I like I got into Blinkist was because after reading so many books and like most of the books that have anything to do with personal growth, yeah, they are like 80% filler really. They're 200 page books because that's what the publisher needs, but they could have easily said everything in about 20 pages. And so Blinkist really does a good job of distilling that book's message. Uh. And so, and you can read it in like 10 to 15 minutes and you're like, okay, I totally get what that is, is about. Yeah. So that's why I find it really helpful. So that's interesting. So, okay. I might get it to section literal, like to just use it for sections of books or like, like, um, not sections, areas of study. Yeah. Some things I love long form and I'm like fucking get in the details. How are buttons? Who's the guy who created buttons? Just like, (laughs) I like to learn about anything. Cause it's just like one day I know I'm going to be at a bar or I'm going to be somewhere and someone's going to bring something out and I'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We can have this conversation. Cause I read that one thing all the long time ago. Yeah, exactly. But, and it does that like sometimes like finite infinite games after I read that blink I was like, okay, this one obviously has more to it. And I mm-hmm. put it into my fucking Amazon shopping cart. Yeah. So it, it does that too. You can tell when it's like, that's all the information there is. And you can also tell when it's like, Whoa, this probably goes way deeper than I'm actually getting from these. Yeah. That's like the, there was like that book, the one thing, and then there was essentialism and I was like, cool. I understand them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's doesn't, essential? Doesn't What's the one much. thing? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, but oh man, you brought up Bill Gates and philanthropy. Do you, you see uh, that he's trying to block the sun? He's trying to block the sun. 
Yeah, him and MIT, I think there's $20 million invested and they're going to launch sulfur particles above, uh, I forget what area of the United States to see if they can actually repel sunlight with uh, air, basically air pollution so that it doesn't affect uh, global warming. I'm very against that. I'm like, this is not going to be good. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, that does, these are always those things where it's so there's an old Taoist story, right? Where um, an old man is, is on his property and his neighbor comes over and, and he's just like, Oh, I see that, that your son is uh, is a beautiful young man. Congratulations on having this beautiful young man as your son. And he was like, yeah, we'll see. It's great. Yeah. We'll see. And then, he uh his son goes out and he's riding a horse and he falls off the horse and he breaks his leg and he's like an invalid for months his mm. neighbor comes over and he's just like oh such bad fortune your son broke his leg he's such a wonderful young man and he's like yeah we'll see and then the ne- then the next week the military generals come through and they're recruiting all the young men to take into the army but he's got a lame leg and so they won't take him and neighbor comes back how fortunate your son was injured so he didn't have to go into the army and fight in the war and he's just like yeah we'll see. And, and so it's kind of this, this way yeah. of like expanding your perspective. And it's like, oh, what's good now might turn out to be horrible later. What's horrible yeah. now might actually turn out to be a blessing later. It's like, we don't really know. Yeah, that's true. I guess we so just have to shoot. Here's, here's another example, right? So we're in the middle of the sixth mass extinction that this planet has ever seen, according mm-hmm. to our geological records. This is what we understand. And so Species are dying off 100 yeah. to 150 every day. Like it's, it's a mass extinction. It's happening. And it's the sixth one. The very first one was about four and a half billion years ago when a brand new element was introduced into the atmosphere and it killed off 99% of all life that was on the planet. And what was that new element? Nitrogen. Oxygen. Oxygen. The very thing that is necessary for life to exist as we know it. So you never know what might be catastrophic and horrible can turn into oh. great beauty over, you know, yeah. a billion years is a billion years. <laughs> no, it's not that long, really. <laughs> yeah. Damn. No, totally. Yeah. I just have these, sometimes I'm like, just, we humans like to trifle in things that I'm like, dude, you shouldn't get to decide for us what's best. Yeah. Like for everyone that's, but billionaires, that's the field they play in. No, I just, yeah. I'll take that country. That one's mine. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, It's cool. It's just a country. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like it's a continent. Yeah. Like, uh, Hopefully but, enough of them get tired of the toys and realize how vapid that life is. And so there seems to be a, a tend towards that direction. Yeah. Yeah. In the, from what I understand and I'm not playing in those realms, but um, Tucker Max, I don't know yeah. if you've read his MDMA experience. Mm, no, I have not. He shared it on Medium. It's really, it's a really good read. Yeah. Um, but what he was saying towards the end of it, he was like, I kind of get to play in circles that are above my pay grade, which is really awesome. So I hang out with billionaires on a regular basis. And where I'm still trying to grow my business and I want to talk to these guys about business, all they want to talk about now is consciousness <laughs> and psychedelics. Yeah. And it's like, it's what's happening in those worlds. And so yeah. that's very encouraging for me. Yeah. 
it's like, okay, so maybe these people with all these, this money that actually have a resource to enact great change. Yeah. Start to have a different understanding of what reality is and actually use those resources to enact that change. That's I'm a hopeful optimist. So me too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you go. So last thing, are you currently obsessed with anything right now? Uh, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I actually, I'm obsessed with hit workouts. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. So it's like, I don't know, just pushing myself and like just seeing how exhausting four minutes can be. And then how rejuvenating two minutes between the next four minute thing can be. And so really playing with those rest periods and like, it's like, okay, cool. I don't know. I've, I've been doing fitness my whole life. And so like last month I've been really digging into hit workouts. It's like, this is cool. It's noticing gains yeah. and noticing, just noticing change that I've never seen before in 30 years of fitness Hell training. Man. Yeah, I love that. I love variating all types of exercise, diet. I mean, exercise things, diet, exercise. Yeah. Just like whatever your paradigm is, flip it on its head, and you know, every once in a while, and see if uh, see how that treats you. Yeah. That's fun. It can be a lot of fun. It is super fun. Hell yeah! So, where can people find you before we sign off? Um, your address. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find me in Austin. Just roam the streets. You'll yeah. see me. Um, uh, MatthewMyro.com. M-Y-R-O. That's a good place. That's where you'll find all my coaching stuff. Um, awesome. get, get in contact with me. Um, I'm at Matthew Myro everywhere. So Hell yeah. there's no other Matthew Myros in the world, which is really convenient. Um, so, yeah. You can, awesome dig into all the stuff well hell yeah yeah anyone who's looking for consciousness and everything in between health fitness diet lifestyle check them out so thank you so much for coming on this was awesome man thanks man i appreciate you so much this is a really really fun ride hell yeah hell yeah oh we'll chat soon again yeah good i hope so Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Heightened Living with your host, Austin Floyd. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit HeightenedLiving.com on Facebook at Heightened Living. We'll catch you next time.